Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Pastor Ken Bulgren, and I am looking forward to this morning's time of devotions with you and trusting that all is well and that God is keeping you. Uh, this morning, I want to talk to you for just a few moments on the thought entitled, Who's in the House? Who's in the House? Or more specifically, who is in my house? Psalms 127 verse 1 reads, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. The Bible uses an illustration. Building a family is like guarding or protecting a city. We are currently living in a day that the family and the home is in desperate need of God. If we have strong and healthy families, then we will have a strong and healthy church. And we will also have a strong and healthy society. God has given us a blueprint for building a successful family. It is founded in the Word of God. How many of you have ever seen those home improvement shows? A number of years ago at my in-laws is where I first was introduced to a show called Extreme Makeover Home Edition. It is the popular reality home improvement show where families in need have their homes renovated by a specialized design crew. They come in at a moment's notice to the front door and tell the family to come back in a week or so to see the changes, and in some cases, it's drastic changes. Without any argument or debate, the family lets them in, and they pick up, and, and they leave with everything, and knowing that they will come back to a totally different house. The family agrees that something must be done to the home. They are willing to let them take out what needs to be taken out, and but they also permit them to add in what they feel needs to be added in. So before anything is added, an evaluation is made as to what needs to first be removed. Then based upon what those doing the makeover like, they will paint the walls, they'll add a wall, they'll take out a wall, they'll build shelves, they'll put down a new floor. In some cases, they will entirely gut a room and start completely over. The one thing that they do not do is they do not tear down the house. They just work to improve it. It's called a home makeover. It's time in our hour that we are living, in our marriages, in our families, to take an evaluation. And it's time that we permit Christ in our homes, not just leaving him at the church. It's time to bring him into our houses. Why? Because he will bring something good. During this stay-at-home policy, let's make sure that our homes stay spiritually healthy or even take the time to do a spiritual home evaluation. It may even require a makeover of some sort. And to those that are embarrassed or ashamed to let Jesus in, remember this, he is not going to leave you the way he found you. If you just open up the door and let him in, he wants to improve your family. He wants to upgrade your home. He wants to make over your life. But you've got to, first of all, open up the door. Some are afraid to open the door to Jesus because they're afraid of what he might find. Let me just say that things will never get better and things will never improve until you let the true architect, the master builder, the great designer of the family and of the home into your home and make the necessary changes. The first thing he will do is look to see what needs to be removed from the home. 
The Word of God teaches us in Psalms 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, God, look upon my life. And if there's anything that ought not be there, expose it and show it to me and remove it or help me to get it out. We must all examine our house to see what kind of condition it is in. In some cases, it is much worse shape than we think. The outside might look great, but the inside is in bad shape. There is also things that must be added in a home makeover. For example, it would be in vain to add all the new appliances and have no power. A new sink, a new tub, a new shower, but no water. It's more than a house we search for. It's a home. And if God is not there, it is not blessed. I don't care how much money you spent, how much furniture is in it, or how many square feet is in it. Listen, if God is not there, it's just a building. In the ancient world, there were seven wonders that staggered minds, including the pyramids. But one of those ancient wonders was the beautiful temple built in honor to honor the Lord uh, by Solomon. Some of the details of this wonderful edifice was it was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, 45 feet high. Completion time of seven years. It took 150,000 laborers to work and to complete it. Second Chronicles 3, 1 states that it was on Mount Moriah. This was where the Lord had appeared to his father David. And this was also the site of Abraham's test of faith when asked by God to offer Isaac. Solomon's temple was a place of glory, incredible beauty, and it spared no expense. But there was yet one more thing that needed to be added, one main part that needed to be in place. For as they gathered, the elders and the priests come bringing the ark with them along with the holy vessels from the tabernacle, and they begin to sacrifice. On that day, they sacrificed 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats, sacrificed by the, by the time and the celebrations were over, such was invested They then take the ark into the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctuary of the house that Solomon had built for God. And suddenly a thick cloud filled the temple. A thick cloud comes down and fills the temple as a sign that God is there. And so uh, God's presence can be now seen more than even just felt. You see, it was just another building until God moved in and consecrated it. And so it is with our lives and with our homes. The presence of God is the important thing. It's more than the car we drive, the home we live in, the furnishings and the toys that we accumulate. Because if God ain't there, it's not blessed. Let me ask you a question for evaluation. What does your home need? What needs to be removed? What needs to be added? Maybe God sends some angels to minister and to war. God, let peace fill my home. Lord, let there be love once again. And, oh, God, I pray that you add some forgiveness into our spirits as we walk into our homes. I may not have the biggest and most expensive and all the newest furniture, but if I've got Jesus Christ in the house, 
He is the greatest improvement I can make. Right now we are in a campaign. It's simply hashtag hope is contagious. In other words, we are asking for everyone, and let me just simply say this movement is spreading across our nation. When we open up God's word and God's promises, and then we post the word of God on our house windows or our doors, and not only are we putting the armor on and pleading the blood, but now we are posting the powerful word of God. It invites the spirit of God in, and it evicts the spirit's of this life in this world that ought not be in our homes. I'm just going to make it even more personal this morning. As you as a temple of the living God, if you've got Jesus inside, if he lives inside of your heart and your life, and you intend to keep him there and make him welcome, you will surely rise up one day and shout, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord, but we are also kept by this Lord that we serve. May God bless you, and remember, keep Jesus the centerpiece of your house. God bless you.